Hi everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I am your host, Nicole Goodman, and I am a woman's identity expert and coach. As women, we fall into different phases of identity throughout adult life and during these, our challenges can look pretty similar. Here at WRS, I will be talking to you about the real issues we all face and even the ones we can silently struggle with. Through honest, heartfelt conversation here at Femaling, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself and be yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Femaling Show. I am Nicole Goodman, and you are here at Women's Radio Station. And today's episode is all about parenting. We are tackling parenting. I know we can't tackle it all in one episode, but lucky me, I am joined by the gorgeous Joy Marchese. I got it right. I'm so happy. Joy is a mother, of course, author, speaker, educator, and founder of Positive Discipline UK and co-founder of iGrow Co., which she'll tell us more about a bit later. For over 20 years, Joy has worked with thousands of children, parents, teachers, and professionals around the globe, helping them to foster a happy and flourishing environment in the home, in schools, and in the workplace. Joy, welcome to Female. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here, and I'm so excited that you've entered into my life because I really feel like I need you very much in my life. So what was it, a positive, flourishing environment in the yes. home? That sounds gorgeous. Um, so before we came on, I asked Joy to give me a few topics that she would like us to talk about today. And Joy, you gave us so many juicy subjects that actually I didn't know which ones to choose. So I'm, there's a couple that I would really like to touch on, if that's okay with you. Uh, debunking the myth of the perfect parent or child. Love that. Using the iceberg metaphor to understand behavior. I have no idea what that means. Don't worry, I'll explain it all. I'm so excited. (laughs) And how not to become your child's inner critic. I think I might have already done that. So if I can backpedal, that would be great. Um, Parent guilt, which is one that I really wanted to bring here today, didn't I? And alternatives to rewards and punishments. How does that sound? That sounds great. That sounds like a lot in an hour. We'll cover as much as we can. We'll cover as much as we can. (laughs) And there was so much that you put into the document that you very kindly sent back to me that I actually thought you and I could do a series yes, of, of so. all this stuff. <laughs> so should we start with the iceberg metaphor? Sure. What, what does that mean? So basically, we look at behavior a little bit differently than a lot of um, kind of behaviorism programs out there. So what we see, if you imagine in your mind an iceberg, and if you imagine the tip of the iceberg that you see outside of the water, yeah. that's the behavior that you see. Right. That's the behavior of your child or adults. And (laughs) when you look at that behavior, it's only 10, 15 percent of what's really going on. Okay, But because that's what we see, it's like that's where our focus goes. But we look at behavior a little bit differently because we know that all behavior has a purpose. Yeah. Okay, so we look at it more as a symptom than as a cause. Okay. so if you look at what's below the iceberg, the 85, 90 yeah. percent, yeah. there's usually a belief behind the behavior. So the way we look at it is that it's our belief systems and what we think about ourselves, others in the world that drive our behaviors. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really important when you think about um, every human being has two basic needs. Right. You have besides food, shelter, all you know, our basic needs yeah, for survival. Yeah. We yeah. have two basic needs belonging yeah so to have a sense of connection with ourselves our family the greater community and a sense of 
belonging, uh, 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 significance, yeah, or yeah. contribution, yeah, sense yeah. of purpose. And you were going to say that. So if one part. or both of those yeah. needs is not being met, yeah. we feel discouraged. Okay. And when we feel discouraged, we tend to misbehave, as people would call it, even as adults. Okay. So if we don't feel like we belong in a certain situation or we don't feel like we're contributing in some way, that's when we can start to feel insecure. Or, and exactly. Adults and kids. Yes. Kids, it's probably a little bit more transparent, I would say. Would, would, yes. would that be fair to say that? Because adults do misbehave, as, as we say, <laughs> but we do it a little bit more subtly, right? Yeah, judgmentally. We exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or passive-aggressively or, or whatnot. So... Okay, so this iceberg metaphor, for example, you have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. don't you? Yeah. So do you apply this in your own parenting? Yes. And there's yeah. a few things to consider. Go for it. Sometimes we see behavior as a misbehavior, and it's not a misbehavior at all. So it's not always a belief system that's driving the behavior. It's actually, it could be other things. For example, um, is it developmental? Okay. So when my daughter is throwing a temper tantrum, yeah. right? Or if a toddler bites another child, yeah. that's not misbehavior. Yeah. yeah. That's actually age appropriate. They're trying to figure out their world. They don't have the develop brain development to self-regulate the way we do. Yes. They don't have the communication skills to communicate, hence the biting. It doesn't mean the biting is okay and we should or the temper tantrum, you know, we want to continue it. Yeah. But we need to respond differently. Okay. When we punish, I remember my brother was a biter growing up. <laughs> and my mother asked the people. He'll be so pleased right. that you brought this up. <laughs> oh, you're the biter. Right. And, and there's, I, I get this from parents all the time. My toddler's biting, you know. And my, yeah. when my mother asked the pediatrician about it, he said, well, bite him back. And then he'll know it hurts and he'll stop doing it. Imagine. Oh, my God. That was his advice? That was his advice. I mean, we're talking, what, 45 yeah. years ago, right? But parenting was so different. But I've had parents tell me, they've asked me about that. It's the same thing with spanking. Like, is it, is it okay to spank my child? And we always go back to when you apply any sort of strategy, what is the child learning? Yeah. So when you bite them back, what are they really learning? Yeah. Yeah. To bite. That, it, that it's okay to bite. Yeah. yeah for sure. So it's, it's understanding where the behavior is, what's driving it. So is it age appropriate? Yes. You know, and, and yes. developmental. There's also other things that can um, have an impact. So, for example, I'm ADHD. Okay. And um, as an adult, and I was as a child. And so some of the, what we see as misbehaviors are actually what we call innocent behaviors. Yeah. They're behaviors that are associated with a special need. Yeah. So when I was growing up and fidgety and touching things and moving around, yeah. and I wasn't misbehaving. I wasn't doing it to distract others. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Yep. The challenge is because my teacher saw it as a misbehavior and responded with punishment, she actually made me sit on my hands. The whole day. Oh, Unless I was God. eating or writing, I was sitting on my hands. Well, Imagine. also back then, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but yeah. ADHD wasn't as common as it is. It wasn't is. a thing. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. It, I don't even know if they had it as a diagnosis, yeah. let's yeah. say. I was called hyperactive, fidgety, impulsive. Yeah. And, um, but all things that were deemed as, like in inverted commas, wrong? Yes. Okay. And misbehaviors, wow. right? So we call them innocent behaviors because they're not really a misbehavior. The problem is if you respond to innocent behaviors yeah. as if they're a misbehavior by yeah. punishing, yeah. that leads to discouragement. So because I was okay. humiliated and had to sit on my hands yeah. and was frustrated, I felt I didn't feel a strong sense of belonging. I wasn't able to contribute, no. right? And so the because two vital I, things were taken away from exactly. you. Exactly. So I felt discouraged and then I did misbehave. Of course. 
I remember telling this. this so this, it created it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we ha- it's really important how we respond to behaviors. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm literally got a ticker tape running through my head now of all the ways in which I. OK, so so can I give you an example of something yes. that I struggle with and something I think all parents probably struggle with? Yes. Please. Getting my kids to bed. Right. And I think that happens when they're two or when they're, in my case, 12. Yes. Um, my kids do not listen to me when they when it's bedtime. In fact, they get more hyperactive. They get more uh, playful and they do things. that They are very funny, but they're also really annoying because I just want to go to bed and me and my husband yeah. want to go downstairs and watch Netflix. Yes. Um, so that's not innocent behavior, is it? That is being basically disobedient. Okay, well. Oh yeah, so go on. So there is also, there is, so your, your daughters, right? I've got two daughters. Two daughters, okay. Yeah, 12 and nine. Perfect. So especially the 12 year old, yeah. she's going through a very typical process yes. that we call individuation. It's actually age appropriate. She's supposed to be challenging authority. <laughs> Okay, and if you look, I know it's not good news, (laughs) but it is good to know that who your child is today is not who they will be forever. Okay. That's important. Yeah. Right? It it makes you feel like, okay. Actually, you just climbed inside my head and you just picked that thought out and chucked it away. So thank you for that. Yeah. And and the good thing, see, what she's doing by individuating is she's trying to figure out who she is separate from you. Yeah. It's a very normal process. It doesn't mean it's okay for her to um, be, uh, you know, aggressive or, or nasty or give an attitude or, you know, that's not yeah. that's not okay. Yeah. Um, but if you can just shift your mindset and understand, okay, this is normal. This is normal. And what can we do about it? Yeah. Well, right? I, I'm interested in the last yeah. part. Because I said to my husband last night, this happens every single solitary night. And then what he does, in fact, I'm not even going to tell you what he does. It's so embarrassing. Oh, I okay. want to hear right, it. I'll I tell you what he does. He basically, the only way to get them to listen to him, <laughs> he's going to kill me. Does he bribe? Is, no, no, no. Oh. He threatens to pour water on them. And for some reason, they just do not want to get wet. And he goes, right. And he, he just all he does is pick up a water bottle. And the minute he picks the water bottle up, they scuttle off into their bedrooms. And then he puts it back down. And it's the most hilarious thing. I'm like, why do they do that? But it's they don't. like the bucket challenge. Do you remember the bucket yeah, challenge? Yeah, I do. Obviously, I realize that that's probably not the most uh, helpful way to get our kids to listen to us. But any tips would be great. For, oh, and any parent that's listening uh, whose child doesn't want to go to bed. Okay, so there's a few things here. So first, just I love the story of your husband because, <laughs> you know, parents <laughs> revert to threats and bribes and rewards and punishment and all of this. And um, this is the challenge, depending on the child you have. See, if, if I was the, the child and, and being yeah. threatened, I would have said, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, throw the water. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't worked that one out yet. Right, they yeah. will. <laughs> they will. And when they challenge you to that point and they say, go ahead, do it, is he going to follow through and do it? Yeah. That's the question, right? Yeah, I reckon And he if would. he does, then how is your daughter going to feel? That right? was awful. It's, it not, it's not pleasant. So you have to, one, be careful of giving any sort of um, empty threats, as we call them, because okay. kids really learn how to play that. What okay. they really learn is you don't mean what you say. Yeah. That's well, what well they, I don't. He right? does more, a bit more, I don't. And yeah. so that's really important. I think um, getting routines are a whole episode in themselves as far as morning routines, getting them out of school, up and out, and bedtime routines, getting them to sleep. Um, But I will tell you the importance of routines are just incredible 
So I do routine. My daughter has a very solid yep. bedtime routine. Yep. She knows what's coming. And yep. children. But even when they're 12. They really thrive hormonal. on routines. Okay. And the difference is they have to come up with them. Oh, I love this. Okay. If we impose our routines, what we would like on them, of course they're not going to do it. We have to sit down and problem solve with them. So I'm going to go home after work today and I'm going to ask her what routine she would like to put into place for bedtime. Okay, so there's a, a few questions that I'm going to have you say to her. Okay, we're going to cut to a break in a second. So um, can you hold off on that? Yes. And then we'll come back afterwards and then you can tell me what questions to ask. We will be back in a minute with more insight from Joy. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is the Self Care Club podcast. The advice for self care today is endless and can feel like yet another overwhelming job for women. The Self Care Club is part social experiment, part reality show. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being, or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Self-Care self Club. You're listening to Women's Radio Stations, supporting women's well-being. Women's Radio Stations creating a global network for the empowerment of women, and we want you to be involved. Join us on Instagram and Twitter at Women's Radio Station, that's Women's Radio STN, or Facebook Women's Radio Station to keep up to date with all our exciting programmes. Hello and welcome back to Femaling. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman. I am joined by Joy Marquez. Joy Marchese. I don't know why I get so stressed every time I say it's your name. C-H. <laughs> I'll remember that next time for the next intro. And we're talking about parenting in all its glory. Before the break, I was asking Joy, basically, how can I get my kids to bed in a calm manner? And we've been talking about it during the break. Do you want to just share the lovely insights you were giving me? Okay, quick synopsis. So yeah. we talked about having routine, yes. bedtime routine. Yes. Even as adults, yes. we have our bedtime routines. Making a cup of chamomile tea yeah. or, you know, like reading a book, whatever it is that helps calm us down, yeah. right? So a um, couple things with creating routines, we tend to want to impose our routine on kids. Okay. And even from a very young age, we can ask them what has to be done before you go to sleep. Yeah. You know, just ask them. Yeah. And with your daughters, they're old enough, have them write it down. Yep. So we need to brush our teeth, we need to lay out our clothes the for, for the next day, yeah. whatever it is they need to do yeah. before bed. And then you ask them, so what do you think should happen first? And they're always going to want to do the fun things first, right? <laughs> and then you'll say, what happens if, if, you know, that doesn't get done or this doesn't get done? So I'm always asking what and how questions. We call them curiosity questions because it lets that. them yeah. think. It gets yeah. them thinking, yeah, not yeah. why. Yeah. What and how questions. So, and then how much time do you think each thing will take? Yeah. Okay. And let them use a timer to time themselves. Okay. You know, brushing brushing our teeth, three minutes, you know, like let them see I how wish. long it Yeah. <laughs> let them see I know it's supposed to be, right? And then um and then ask them, so what what do you want to do if you get everything done and we have extra time? Yeah. How do you want to spend that time? Okay. Because what they really want by jumping around and being excited is they really want to get your attention and they want that time with you. I know. Oh, it's so sweet. Now that you put it like that, you're absolutely right. Okay, so get them to make their routine. Yep. kind of design it together yep. and then when they have done everything which they're supposed to do <laughs> she says um then we'll get to hang out yeah and yeah. let them post the routine it needs to be visual like okay. let them put it up how they can draw pictures or they can you know write it on the whiteboard wherever it is and then when they're not keeping the routine you let the routine be the boss rather than you and you say what's next 
Yeah, because they, they wrote it. Yes. Yes, beautiful. So there's buy-in. Okay, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. For anyone, and actually that probably goes into so many areas of parenting, not just bedtime. Yes. Morning routines, well, and anything where they actually need to get up and get yeah. themselves going. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for that. So can we go on to um, debunking the myth about the perfect parent and or child? Yes. So I think that's what I do see that a lot in terms of parenting and especially with mums. I, I can't speak on behalf of fathers, but we do really struggle with trying to be the perfect mum or having to be the perfect mum and the pressure that that can put on your parenting and how it informs your parenting can yeah. make a whole world of difference. What do you see happening amongst that? So I have a lot of, I do parents, I do parents workshops and, and talks, but I also do parent coaching and I work one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one with parents. And one of the biggest um, things we have to move past from the beginning is a lot of parents come to me with the intention of becoming the perfect parents. Uh -huh. And I, you know, and okay. I, I'm very That's clear, so that doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, You know, it, a perfect yeah. parent doesn't exist, a perfect child doesn't exist. And if you know one, someone that you think is perfect, how do you really feel about them? Right, yeah. like, I mean, when you think about it. You know, yeah, when I've got I, someone in my head. When I mean, I, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. you're right. When I see that perfect child, um, it worries me actually. Because wow. I know there's something going on there because yeah. it doesn't exist. And it's not being expressed. Yeah. So first of all, it's striving to be the best person we can be, the yeah. best version of ourselves. Yeah. Beautiful. And the good news with Positive Discipline, which is the program that I use to teach parents, and it's what my book is based on. Um, What's your is book called? Positive Discipline for Today's Busy and Overwhelmed Parent. It's quite a big time. We didn't have Did the choice. Did you write that on the, for me? <laughs> <laughs> just, just me. And you know, a lot of my friends said, I don't like the word overwhelmed. And I said, well, well have you ever too. felt overwhelmed? I yeah. don't know a parent out there that hasn't felt overwhelmed, but no, no one wants to admit the overwhelm. Oh, oh, I, I am. A, right. This, this is really interesting, isn't it, actually? Because I'm very happy to say right here, right now, oh my God, I suffer with overwhelm all the time. But that's because I'm not overwhelmed today. So if I met you on a day when I was overwhelmed, would I be able, there's still so much shame in that. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? Yeah. What, why? We're allowed to be overwhelmed, aren't we? We've got a lot going on. Yeah, well, I haven't met a parent that isn't overwhelmed at times. And there, times, are, there yeah. are ways that we can, we can, you know, we can have the balance, but it won't be all the time, 100% of the time. It doesn't exist, Yeah. right? Yeah. And I think one of the beautiful things about this whole philosophy um, is that we really, really, really believe that mistakes are opportunities for growth. Mm. And that mindset is really important. Thank God. Right? I mean, <laughs> because it's not even just, oh, I made a mistake. What can I learn? It's, yes, yeah. I made a mistake. What can I learn? What can I teach my child? Well, the, the problem is with that as well. And I, and I totally hear that and I apply that in my life all the time. But... I'm just putting my absolute mother hat on for a minute. Mm -hmm. When I make that mistake in parenting, and I do, I mess it up a lot. Um, the guilt that I can feel because it affects these little people, mm -hmm. that's that's kind of a hard thing to, to have peace with. It is, and it's yes. an opportunity. Okay. So I remember, I have not, my daughter's only two and a half, right? Yeah. And she's actually, I'm really lucky, she's pretty easy. <laughs> However, I remember, the first time I'm like, I, she heard me raise my voice at, at her. I couldn't believe it. The guilt hit me in, in seconds. Yeah. But it was, I went into that kind of my primitive brain, right? That reactive mode, yeah, yeah. that fight, flight, freeze. And yeah. I just lost it for a second, yeah. you know? And, and people think, oh, well, you, you, you wrote a parenting book and you must be, par first of all, there is no parent expert. 
parenting is like a you're constantly learning and growing. You'll never get there 100%, right? Yay. So we're all human <laughs> beings. We're all going to lose it. But I remember in that moment thinking, oh, my gosh, what have I done? And then I, I paused and I said, okay, what's the opportunity here? What are you going to do? And this is the thing. When another child hurts another child with their words or, or whatnot, what do we usually tell them to do? When, when another child hurts Hurts them. another child with their words. They say something mean or they, with their well, actions. Well, we, I would tell just be kind and just walk away or just, just let it go or whatever. But if know. they've said something to another child. If my child has said something to another child. What do you tell them to do? That's mean. Mm -hmm. What do I tell them to do? Say sorry. Yeah. Right? Say you're sorry. And what do they say? Sorry. And then we say, no, say it like you mean it. And they go, Sorry. They still don't mean it. No, I right? know. Why do we do that? And also, I don't want my kids apologizing for something that they're not sorry for. Well, so this is the deal. A real apology. So getting back to your... It took me a while it. to get there, by yeah. the way. Oh, no, no, that's sorry. Okay. Is that the right answer? No, that's okay. So that's the thing, right? You see, just there, you're looking for like, what's right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's yeah. the right answer? People pleasing. Right? All of a sudden, yeah. So this goes really deep-rooted into our belief systems, I've got which is a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, but I will say that... that so when you lose it on your kids and you're feeling that guilt, right? Or I lose it on my husband, not so much my daughter, but I lose yeah. it on my husband. And you're feeling that guilt because you know that even if sometimes you meant it, because in that moment, right? And also sometimes it's, it's they can hurt. be really, yeah. really, really naughty. It's hurt, but, and it's hurtful, right? It's awful. So this is it what you can do. Yeah. An apology, a true apology. Yeah has four steps. Okay. Okay. Do I need a pen? And the I'm sorry. I'm doing a blog post on this soon, so I okay. can send it to you. But you can write it down if you want. But the first step, the apology comes third. Okay. The first step is to recognize yep. what you've done. Yeah. And I like to say name it to tame it. Beautiful. So name for example, I would say I lost my temper and yelled. Full stop. Okay. The problem is people will say, I lost my temper and yelled because you did yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's blameful. That's a, ba that's a backhanded apology. Yeah. It's not really well, you're helpful. You're still in blame, right? So you name, exactly, you name it to tame it. I lost my temper and yelled. Yep. The next step, which is kind of happening simultaneously, is to um, reconnect, right? Yeah. So you're reconnecting one by maybe getting down on their level, making eye contact or making physical contact, a hand on the shoulder, and by validating their feelings. So you might say, I lost my temper and yelled. I can see that really scared you or that hurt your feelings. Now, can I tell you, if you do those first two steps, most of the time you don't even need the, um, the apology. Yeah. I mean, my husband, I'm such a blamer that when I, take, resp I, when I take responsibility, he's like, it's yeah. okay. The minute I say I lost my temper and yelled, he goes, it's okay, babe. <laughs> and, I, and I haven't even apologized. That's how powerful it is, yeah. those first two steps. Yeah. And kids are much more forgiving than adults. They'll forgive you almost. It's okay, mama. Oh, I mean, so it's so true. They are. That the, breaks my heart. Right? The yeah. third step is to then say, I'm sorry. Yeah. But then there's a fourth step. And this is where most people, they falter because, because the person has forgiven them after yeah. those first three yeah. steps, they usually move on. Yeah. The problem is if you skip the fourth, fourth step, you might continue to keep making the same mistakes over and over. Because mistakes are opportunities for growth until you keep making the same one and you're not really learning from them. You have to learn from the mistakes, right? Yeah. So the last one is to really resolve it and come up with solutions. So for example, Ooh. I might say, I lost my temper and yelled. I can see that really scared you. I'm so sorry. Next time, I'm gonna take a few deep breaths. 
or next time I'm going to walk away yeah. and calm down. Yeah. Or how can we speak to each other respectfully? Yeah. Right? So it's problem solving. It's always going to that solution. That's together. the teaching. I love yes. that they're doing that together. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. That, that is so, 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 well, it's so helpful because also we don't need to be perfect, but we do need to be aware of who we are and what we're bringing all the time. Yeah. And I think that a lot of mums fall into this, I've got to do everything right so that my child turns out to be this, I don't know, perfect person. And they're a total reflection of me. Therefore, they have to be a certain way. And I think we can get very dragged into, you know, what you said before the break, when you pulled that thought out of my head of by the way the girl that she is now is not the woman that she's going to be when she's older because we do we 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 wor I worry all the time about who my kids are going to be and how they're going to be and that would be an absolute reflection of my parenting and it's the biggest job that you're ever going to do in the whole entire world yeah. right so when you do, when I lose it with my kids and I do lose it often they're very feisty they're very spirited they're very opinionated and I absolutely adore that in them yeah. but it's also an incredibly hard thing to raise yeah. but now there's a four step solution yeah. and actually I, I do apologise to my kids a lot but I don't do it in these steps and I think there is there is definitely still blame there I'm so sorry but to be fair you didn't eat your dinner mm -hmm. you know that kind yeah. of that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's amazing because I, my husband and I had like our first fight in front of her. And I did these four steps in front of her with him. Oh, beautiful. <gasps> and then we hugged and it was so powerful. We're going to cut to a break and we'll be back with Joy after that. Welcome to the Women's Radio Station, supporting women's well-being. Women's Radio Station is all about diversity from opinions, career, ethnicity, education, and most importantly, women's well-being. We aim to celebrate the individuality of every woman everywhere, providing opportunities and the platform for your voice. Visit our website, womensradiostation.com, for more information. Hello, welcome back to The Femaling Show. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman, and today I'm joined by Joy Marchese. I did it! <laughs> we are at Women's Radio Station, and we are talking about parenting. And in this part, Joy, I would love to go to how not to become your child's inner critic. <gasps> it's a big one. Yes. It's a big one. Um, and I do hear myself saying things that are quite negative to my kids, like, oh, my God, you're, I don't know, you're so noisy or you're not listening to what I'm saying. And I, and I know. And I, then I catch myself sometimes and think, this is how they're learning about themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they're learning that they're noisy and noisy is going to equal wrong. And so help. And, <laughs> and it's not just about, you know, when, when you hear the word, the term inner critic, yeah. people think it's when you criticize. Yeah. And yes, that can be part of it, but it can even be when you say something that sounds positive yeah it's still building in them their belief systems oh my god so so it's it's really interesting so how do you your words your actions everything you do your children are are watching they're listening right so your your greatest tool as a parent is modeling yeah what you're modeling with your behavior and your behaviors first and foremost. Okay. They're not listening as much as they're watching. So that's important to know. Um, because when you think about They're definitely not listening. When, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and when you think about think about a baby, right? A toddler, a baby when they learn to eat, right? And you, you try to feed them with a spoon, you don't just put the spoon in front of them and say, Open your mouth. You say, Open your mouth and, and you open yours yeah. and you, you yeah. chew num 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 yeah. and you 
yes. swallow and you exaggerate all the movements, right? So that they can understand how they're watching you, right? One of the first behaviors a baby learns to do is smile because yeah. everyone's in, in their face. Oh, you're so cute. And they're yeah. smiling, yeah. right? So God, because amazing. of mirror neurons in the brain, we learn by watching. It's that monkey see, monkey do. So your behaviors are really important. And I want to give you an example because I do a lot of talks for parents about, um, I work with teenagers. I've been a, a secondary teacher for, you know, well, I've been a teacher for over 20 years, but a secondary teacher for probably 15 of those wow. years. Yeah. And I, so working with teenagers, you know, big question that parents have, and, and you'll start worrying about this in a few more years, is alcohol, right? And, and, and alcohol and other drugs and all of that. And the first question I ask parents is, well, what's your relationship? With alcohol. With alcohol. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you can't have a glass of wine in front of your children. However, are you coming home after a long day of work mm. and saying, oh, God, I'm so stressed out. I need yeah. a glass of wine. Yeah. What you're modeling for them yeah. is that alcohol is a coping mechanism. It's a stress reliever. Oh. It's, it's, you know, we're, we self-medicate yeah. with yeah. alcohol. And they will start having yeah. that relationship with alcohol. We don't even realize it. What you want to model for them is that we drink alcohol as a beverage with a meal. We pair a nice Chardonnay with a, you know, a nice steak or whatever it yeah. is so that they're learning that positive relationship with it. It's the same thing with technology, oh, right? God. When I do a lot of talks about technology. Ah! And the first thing I ask parents is, what's your relationship with technology? Yeah. Right? Is it okay to tell kids, well, you can't have your phone at the dinner table. But daddy's on his. But yeah. daddy's on his or mommy's on hers. Yeah. That's actually not okay. Like, I'm sure as a kid, you weren't okay with the do as I say, not as I do. I mean, yeah, my, it was always do as I say, not yeah. as I do. And that wasn't okay. Well, why would that be okay now? My daughter said to me this morning, because um, Tuesdays my husband takes to school. So I always sort of go downstairs and I'm with them and I, I can just go a bit slower on a Tuesday. And she was like, well, if I've got to get dressed, why aren't you getting dressed? I said, well, I'm going to get dressed in a minute. Well, you need to get dressed now. So it's exactly the same thing. They're like, watching. They're watching. Like, if so, you're telling me to do something, you need to do it. Yeah. So there's, so that, and, and, as adults, we also have things we can do that kids can't. Yeah. Right? We can drive. We can vote. So yeah. there are roles and responsibilities that we can do as adults that kids can't. Yes. So it, it is finding that balance. However, going back to the inner critic and the, yeah. the language we use with children. Yeah. So this is really important. Even the language, you have two girls, right? The language that we use with girls all the time, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful. We think that's a compliment. And I'm I not know. saying no. you can never tell your daughters. I'm very, I'm very right? aware of it every time I say it to them. I'm and, very aware of and it. And that becomes their yeah. inner voice. Yeah. And it could be their inner coach that builds them up, or it could become their inner critic. Yeah. You have to be pretty. Yeah. If you're not pretty, you won't be liked. Yeah, you have to that's be pretty an, to please it, mommy and daddy or to please That's an people. inner critic. Yeah. So even though we said something kind, it's still develops oh that. So we have those two voices. All of us have those two voices in our head, our inner critic, right? Yeah. It's no wonder mothers are overwhelmed. And our, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our inner coach, right? Our coach encourages yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and as, as mothers, you know, we have our own in, inner critic. You're not good enough yep. as a mother. You're failing as a parent. You, you're not giving enough at work. You're not giving enough at home. You know, you're messing up. So the first thing we need to do is focus on our own inner critic yep. and lowering. We have to teach our kids how to lower the voice of their inner critic and raise the voice of their inner coach. Okay. So we do that. How many times have you said something like, so I grew up 
I was always, I was moving quickly, right? I was always moving around and I was always getting hurt, tripping, falling, you know, yeah, always. And so my, my family called me Calamity Jane, yeah, right? And they just, yeah. you know, and I grew up with the belief system yeah. that I'm clumsy. Yeah. So even as an adult, when I do th something, I go, I'm so clumsy. Yeah. I'm so clumsy. But you don't check in to see if you are actually clumsy. And and yeah. that's my inner yes, that's my inner critic, it's right? Incredible. And so how we speak about ourselves in front of our children is really important. Yeah. yeah. And then how we speak to them. Yeah. So there's a lot of this just what's the language we're using with ourselves and with our children. So one of the ways to break this kind of um, habit is to ask curiosity questions. So instead of telling your daughters something about themselves, yeah. ask them. So what do you think about it? How do you feel? Well, every time I do that, my kids are like, stop coaching me. <laughs> we can't overuse it, number one. And it has to be really authentic and yeah, genuine. You have to really want to know. Yeah. That's why we say curiosity questions. Yeah. If you're not really curious, don't ask. Yeah. Because they see, they see through it. It has to be authentic yeah. in that moment. Well, it's more in like when they don't know what to do about something that's happening at school or something like that. And I'm like, well, what do you think that should happen? Oh, please don't coach me. Just tell me what you think I should do, that kind of thing. Yeah, It's so interesting. And actually, you know, I'm sure everyone listening now is thinking about, is self-reflecting and thinking about how they parent and how that's affecting their child and, and what this child is taking away. And it's kind of like just with the small example of, oh, you're so pretty. It is so impossible to know how they're going to take that away with them. So the compliments of, you know, me championing my daughter, oh, well done, you did a really great piece of work, I'm really proud of you. Whereas that could be her inner coach, but it could also be, right, I have to always, you know, that could create perfectionism in her. I don't know, because it pleases mummy that she's always doing good work. I mean, it hasn't so far, but you, do you see what I mean? So it's impossible, how do you know? How so you the know? language you just used was yeah. perfect. Oh, okay. No, 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 perfect in the sense. Oh God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Remember, we don't like the word perfect, except when it's an opportunity to teach. So I said I had an activity to do. Oh my do, gosh, she's got a And you, you've yeah, led right into it. Oh no. Because yes. it has to do with how we use our language and you, you just shared how you said, oh, that's so great. I love it. it it's really, you know, good job. Yeah. So one way that we can develop our child's inner coach is through our language of encouragement. Yeah. And parents have been taught to use the language of praise. Yeah. Okay. And we have to be really careful of that. So the language you just used yeah. was praise. Yeah. So I want you, uh, and I'm going to ask you now. Okay to close your eyes, and I'm gonna ask anyone listening to close their eyes and just listen. Just listen and be a child and notice what you're thinking, feeling, and deciding as you hear this language. So just listen for okay. a moment. All A's, you get a big reward. I am so proud of you. I'm glad you listened to me. I really like what you did. You're such a good girl. Now just reflect for a minute. What are you thinking about yourself? How are you feeling? And what are you deciding to do? Now, before you answer, I'm gonna use some different language. Okay. And I want you to see if you notice a difference. You worked hard, you deserve it. Mm. You must be so proud of yourself. Mm. Tell me, how do you feel about it? Mm. You know I trust your judgment. You figured it out for yourself. 
You know I love you no matter what. So notice what you're thinking, how you're feeling. So what did you notice was the difference between that language? Well, the first one I was uncomfortable. Um, and I don't know if that was coming from a parent point of view or a child, uh, but it was all based on how the parent was viewing me and what the what the result was for the parent. So the parent was going to love me. The parent was proud of me. Um, but then the second one, it was all about my achievement and what I had accomplished. Therefore, it was mine and it was nothing to do with the other person. So I get what you mean about the now the critic and the inner coach is mm -hmm. very, very different. Um, and that praise, you yeah. know, as an educator, I was taught to praise and pos use positive reinforcement yeah. when they were doing a good thing. Yeah. The problem is praise, it's like candy. So I'm not saying you can never say, I'm so proud of you to your daughters. A little bit is okay. Too yeah. much can make you sick. And when we say with over-praising children, great job, good girl, yeah. I'm so proud of you, what it does is it creates approval junkies, yeah. right? Like they need that fix of praise. Like you said, they become pleasers, they become yeah. perfectionists yeah. Yeah. because it's about pleasing you. Basically what we've developed in them is an that. external locus of control. Yeah. They're looking outward for their validation. Yeah. And what we want them to do is look inward. We yes. want them to have intrinsic motivation. I did it. Yeah. Right. So the I don't even use descriptive praise. There's a lot of different language for using, you know, praising the process. Take the word praise out of it and use encouragement. OK. It's about having encouraging others for their growth and development. Wow. Something so simple can have such a profound effect. And it's just how anybody. we use our, yeah, it's how we use our language. It's how we use our language. I'll tell you. Um, so my daughter, the first time she did a we on the potty. I was so excited, you know, she's potty training and you want For to sure. encourage it's, them. It's amazing. And I was about to say, Chloe, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And I stopped and I said, Chloe, you did pee pee on the potty. Yeah. She turned around, she looked in the potty, she looked at it, she turned around and she threw her hands up in the air and she said, Mama, I did it. Oh, That's what I want. Hers. Not it I did hers. it for you. We're going to cut to a break and we will be back very shortly. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is the Self Care Club podcast. The advice for self care today is endless and can feel like yet another overwhelming job for women. The Self Care Club is part social experiment, part reality show. Every episode, we trial a different self care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self care so you don't have to. Welcome back to the Femaling Show. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman. We are joined with Joy Marquette. Marque Marque you say it. Marquette. Actually, it's not even that difficult. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, you were telling us in the break that you have a funny story that um, can highlight the difference between praise and encouragement. Would you mind sharing it with us? Sure. So everything I'm talking about, I know we're talking about parenting and children, but the whole philosophy is really about human interactions. So it's 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 within all of your relationships. Yes, so whether course. it's with your in-laws or with your spouses or your colleagues, yeah. all of this can be applied in all areas. Yeah. So I feel pretty confident in the classroom with my students applying this. I feel really confident with my own daughter yeah. um, and in my with my colleagues, but I am really terrible with my husband. Oh. That is where I falter. Is it wrong that I felt slightly gleeful that yeah, you just said Yeah, that? <laughs> I, I, well, yes, because, you know, it, it's really, um, 
you know, I, I think there's a lot of expectations I know from my friends sometimes that like, you know, oh, you must do everything right because yeah. you know this. No, 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 no. It's actually even more pressure because yes. it's like, I know it. So when I don't do it, I'm oh. like, I really messed up. Then the but parent okay, guilt really comes right? in. Yeah, so sure. I said, um, so so with my husband, I'm really critical. I'm, I nag him. I, 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 you know, all the things I don't do with my child, I do with him, which really isn't. That's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? Well, because someone has to deal yeah, with the yeah. crap, He's the right? punching bag. He's the punching bag. Yeah. And, and it's not really, it's not fair. So no. I find myself using those four steps of recovery very often with him. <laughs> But what I've realized is my husband probably needs more encouragement than anyone, than my daughter, than, you know, he really needs the encouragement because I'm always like, you know, like, put that away and do that. I mean, it's constantly, if he does something, I criticize it. And then he goes, well, then do it. If you're going to criticize me, why should I do it? I mean, he's right. He's really right. So I remember one of the first times that, so I travel for work and I I train teachers and parents kind of all over the world. And the first time I had to leave my daughter, she was only five months old. And it was just a two day trip. So talk about guilt. I I actually went into, I was in Heathrow Airport and I went into the bathroom and I was throwing up just from the sickness of leaving her. It was really, really hard. But you know, it's important to know that the feelings were there but I really was able to turn it and say, what's the opportunity here? Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with, with you what that was. But the next day, so I had the workshop the next day on a Saturday. And it, during the morning break, I called my husband like right away to see how things were going, right? And I said, so how's it going? And he goes, oh, it's great. You know, she pooped, she, she ate, she slept. She, you know, he was going through the whole routine that we had kind of developed, right, with her. And he was, I could hear that he was so proud of himself. You know, he was really, it was going well. And because I think he was nervous as a new parent and, you know, um, to be alone with her for the weekend. And so I was about to say, babe, I'm so proud of you. I was about to say it. and And I shut up for a moment. And I thought, what can I say? That's encouraging. And I said, wow, it sounds like you're having a really great day. You must be pleased. Like I just, you know, said it really calm. And he goes, yeah. He's like, I'm a great dad. (laughs) And that moment was so powerful for me because if I had said, babe, I'm so proud of you. He wouldn't have got to that. It would have been like, he's doing it for me. He's doing, did I do it right, Joy? You know, it would have been like that. Is he pleasing me? Yeah. And and the fact that I heard him say, I'm a great dad, I could hear the confidence. That's encouragement. Beautiful. That's empowering. That's, That's your what, inner coach. Right? That's your inner because coach. Because he got and then he got to, I'm a great dad. He yes. owned that. Yes. And has that forever now. Yes. And and I can tell you his confidence. So, you know, I know you wanted to talk about guilt and I and I'll bring it up here because Traveling for work is very difficult, leaving her, you know, uh, I mean, leaving all of them. But, but you know, the, yeah, the parent guilt of, am I going to miss something important, a milestone? Yeah. Or, you know, is she going to miss me? And the funny thing is, she doesn't miss me. And at first I was thinking, oh, my gosh, she doesn't even care. She goes, bye, mama, see ya. You know, and I'm thinking, she doesn't. But actually, I'm looking at it, what an opportunity. It's building resilience in her, you know. She's actually feeling comfortable with, with other people, away. with me going yeah. away. She. I know that she has a secure attachment because she doesn't cry. Yeah. You know, she she's like, she, I love you. Have a good trip. You know, I mean, and she knows that you you always come always back. Always come back, and yeah, and 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 the huge opportunity in me traveling for work is one. My husband's confidence as a father is like Beautiful. incredible. Yeah. He is so competent and confident and I don't have to worry. I mean, he's got it all sorted out. He's actually better with the routines I think than I am. And Oh, my husband definitely is. Right? Definitely. And, and he um 
I think their relationship, their bond is just so yes. huge because of that. And, yeah. and to me, that's the greatest gift. So wow. I can let go of the guilt knowing that I'm giving this gift to both of them. So what do you say to parents that do carry a lot of guilt? Because like you said, you've never seen a parent that isn't overwhelmed at times. I've never seen a parent that doesn't have guilt at times as well. Absolutely. Guilt is par for the course. You'll have guilt till the day you die, right? Like the parent guilt will never you know go what my away. Mom, my friend's mom said to her, she was just about to go into hospital to have her baby. She said, oh, and by the way, on the way out, the nurse turns around to you and says, oh, and, and here's your pile of guilt. And just enjoy that for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's You know what? Words of wisdom because it's there. It is there. Yeah. However, majority of the time, it, it's a choice, right, to feel that guilt. You, you, yes. you have to, you know, you, you can, it's there. Well, that's but really it's, powerful. And I think a lot of people might not say, I think people would, would push back on that. It's like, well, it's not a choice. Of course, I don't want to feel guilty, but it, but it is because you still choose it over feeling something else yeah. uh, overseeing the opportunity in the, in the scenario i had a lot of i i felt that i had a pretty good mindset around guilt yeah. even though i f i do feel it parent yeah. guilt um however there was a lot of pressure outside pressure from friends i i, I mean you know my friends and family would say isn't it hard for you to leave her? Don't you miss her? Of course I miss her. What a silly question. You know, I I, I, I have like, I mean, the a pain sometimes yeah. that I miss her so yeah. much. Yeah. You know, of course I do. But it's almost like they're wanting me to feel guilty in a sense. You know, I remember even, you know, breastfeeding. You know, that was that was a big guilt for oh, me. That was a, a really, that, and for many mothers. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, and again, I made a choice. I went to you know, breastfeeding the NCT class. And I, you know, I was really like, I, I was gung ho about breastfeeding. I really believe in it. And I had a really challenging pregnancy, really challenging um, delivery. Everything that they teach you can go wrong, went wrong in my yeah. one delivery. And I ended up losing like three liters of blood during the emergency C-section. And I was so on, you know, on drugs, like, you know, I, I wasn't thinking straight. And when they, they said, listen, we'd like to give you a blood transfusion. And I'm kind of weird about a stranger's blood in my body. It, it made me feel weird. And I and I looked at them. I don't blame you. Right, I remember looking at them and I said, am I going to die without it? And they said no. And I said, I don't want it. But no one explained to me at the time. I wasn't thinking, you know. No one said, but if you don't get the transfusion, you won't be able to produce milk because your body has to replace all that blood. Okay. I, like I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. So my milk, you know, she got a bit and we really tried and, you know, for six weeks. But because she was nine pounds when she was born. Oh, she's a big baby, yeah. She was a, uh, we needed to top her up so with you, formula. Did you feel terrible guilt over that? So, then? well, I, I pumped and we tried and I gave her what I could and I let go of the guilt. Yay. You Good have to you. let go. And I said, it's and I remember the- It's such an act of courage to do yes, that. It and really I remember is. the midwives coming or, you know, the, the people that come to your home and, and they were really pushing me and, and Chloe had a perfect latch. It wasn't that, and the pumping, and and they and I said, listen, I'm gonna give this a shot, but I'm not gonna stress over it because for me, a stressed out mommy is a stressed out baby. I agree. And but it takes quite an evolved, reflective person to be able to take that stance. Well, you know that's why. So at the very introduction of our book, we say is positive discipline for you or for your child. Oh. And the answer is it's for both, but yeah. it starts with us. Yeah. And that's why we have a chapter on self-care. We have a chapter on using it in the workplace. We have a chapter on couples, you know, yeah. and because it really is, it does start with us. Yeah. And, and it is about personal growth and development. We're lifelong learners. 
We are, and I and I think there's <laughs> there's such beauty in that, but there's also sometimes it just makes me feel quite tired. And I do realise that in order to become a better mother or to become the mum that I want to be, and by the way, I don't know what that is, and it's certainly not Mary Poppins by any means, but to become, yeah, to become a better mum, then I have to be a better woman every day. And I have to work on myself, and the more work I've done on myself, the the, the better a parent I have become, there's no doubt about it. The more invested I am in my children. It, it, takes, it takes a lot of self-development. It takes a lot of work. And now, now you've put a whole host of new juicy things on the table. Like this is, your strategies are actually very, very simple. And they're very, they're, it, they're so obvious. Yeah, they're not rocket science, Well, they're right? just like so it's, obvious. Like why have I not thought about this about bedtime before? It's ridiculous. But can I tell you, Yeah, they're obvious and they're really applicable, but they are hard to implement. Thank you. And <laughs> I feel like that's right, a bit so of a gift. there's no quick fix here. Okay. And um, y- even with the consciousness and the awareness, you won't do it all the time. And just know that and be okay with it. Thank you, Joy. You know, Joy, you have been the most wonderful, wonderful guest, and I could talk to you forever. Will you, you've got to come <laughs> back on. Please, will you come Let's back say, on? Yes, yes, I would love to. For um, anyone listening at home who is as moved as I am by your advice and your wisdom, how can people find you? So they can find me at my website, positivediscipline.co.uk, and also my other websites, um, igrowco.com. Yes. And we didn't get to talk about the no. belief systems and the affirmations. You're coming back. I'm telling so you. So we'll talk about back. those yeah. next time. Yeah. Um, but they can also find me on Instagram at uh, busyworkingmum and positivediscipline.uk. Brilliant. Thank you. And your book? My book uh, is on Amazon, and the affirmation cards are also on Amazon. So my book, um, Positive Discipline for Today's Busy and Overwhelmed Parents, and uh, the iGroco affirmation cards for kids. The affirmation cards are absolutely beautiful, by the way, because Thank when you. we met, I have a deck for you and a book oh, for you. Do, yes. Oh my goodness, I <laughs> feel so happy and joyful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Because um, we met by chance, having coffee one day, didn't we? By complete complete chance that we met um and i picked a card and it was the exact card that my daughter needed that day so i think they're very Which one magical did you pick? oh god i can't remember i now. think it was i am me or i am positive i, I think i can't remember it, it was it was something i'd like to say i am confident or something like that's rubbish isn't it it's still in my purse by the way i carry it around with me i swear to now god, you'll gonna... have a whole deck to use with I, the girls i'm so excited thank you so much thank you so much for being here we will be back next week with a new episode of femaling i hope you got as much joy from joy as i did see you soon you have been listening to the femaling podcast i am your host nicole goodman thank you so much for your time and for listening today if you loved this podcast and found value in it please go and subscribe write a brilliant review and go and share it with your friends who need a bit of femaling in their world you can find me on all social media channels for more of my work instagram at nicole goodman underscore coach facebook nicole goodman women's identity coach and you can also find my private facebook group where all the magic and conversation happens with a really amazing community of women thank you again for joining me today this has been Femaling. I'll be back next week with another episode. And remember, it is the most exciting time to be a woman.